morning to you if you're watching online. Um, I'm going to be speaking, as Catherine says, from um, Ezekiel 37, um, which is leading us into our prayer week this week. Um, it's Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. It says this, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying there was, a, prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army." Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. I feel particularly excited to be speaking this morning as this is one of my favourite passages in the Bible. And the reason for that is that I love the message, I love the power and the hope that we can find embedded throughout this vision of the prophet Ezekiel. And I feel it's particularly relevant for us in this season and at the beginning of our 24-7 prayer week. To give a bit of context, Ezekiel was a prophet who lived in the 7th and 6th centuries BC. And a prophet was a person through whom God spoke to his people to bring them messages of instruction, of challenge and of hope. Around that time, um, the people of Israel were living in two kingdoms. There was the northern kingdom called Israel and then the southern kingdom called Judea, which incorporated the city of Jerusalem. And about 150 years before Ezekiel was writing this, um, the northern kingdom of Israel was captured by the Assyrian army and the people there were sent into exile. In 597 BC, the Babylonian armies attacked the kingdom of Judea, captured their leaders and sent them into exile. And then this happened again 10 years later. And this time, the Babylonian armies destroyed the city of Jerusalem, including the temple, and captured more Judean leaders. And this um, second attack was the final nail in the coffin for the kingdoms of Israel and Judea. The people were captured, they were scattered, and their spiritual and cultural home had been destroyed. It would have been a real time of hopelessness for them. And these exiles were about more than the physical and communal identity. It also brought about a crisis of faith. Um, and Ezekiel was one of the leaders captured in that um, first Babylonian exile. And he was a prophet to the group of, Jude of Judeans that lived in, in what's now modern-day Iraq. And so it's in this context that we have this book of prophecies in the Bible and this powerful vision. 
And this story is a vision. It's not something that actually happened. He didn't actually go into a valley and see a load of dry bones. It's not something that happened in real life. But it was an image that was given to Ezekiel by God to send a message of hope to his people in this time of hopelessness. This image revealed to Ezekiel to share with the people he ministered to, spoke of God's promises to bring back together one day the whole of the people of Israel and Judea against the odds and then restore them to their homeland. And whilst this is a prophecy um, given to a particular person for a particular people for a particular moment in time, it is still relevant to us today. It's still a passage from which we can draw hope and learn about the power of God. And in the same way as Ezekiel was inspired to to speak life into the people of Israel, so can we do that today through the power of the Holy Spirit. The same God that spoke to Ezekiel speaks to us as we pray and inspires our prayer And in the same way, we can speak life into situations of hopelessness that we see around us. And this is what we are really excited about this week in our week of 24-7 prayer. What is God going to do? It happens time and time again in the Bible that God speaks to his people particularly clearly in the wilderness. It happened to Ezekiel, it happened to to Moses, and it even happened to Jesus. I think it's really safe to say this last year has been a wilderness time for us all. And whilst the roadmap is laid out and the vaccine's kicking in and we're going to come out of this pandemic, there are a lot of people who are really hurting, who, like those people of Israel, will be saying, our bones are dried up, our hope is gone. And perhaps that's even how you are feeling today. But I feel sure that God is with us in the wilderness and that we can be expectant that he is going to speak to us this week. This story is a story of hope in unlikely places. And I believe that God wants to use us to be carriers of hope into situations that seem hopeless and to speak life over them like Ezekiel did. And we see, we'll see restoration in society in physical and mental health, in family life, in education, in the economy, and personally for each of us. And we can continue to do that in small, practical ways as a church, through um, CAP debt advice, through the food bank, um, through homeless meals, through reaching out to women in the city. And in fact, in the Daily Express this week, um, it said that over the last year, in the U- um, people in the UK who think the church is making a difference in the community has gone up from 35% to 42%, which is obviously great news. But I think we can see that statistic go much higher. And I think one way of doing that is through prayer. How do we do that? Well, whether you are an experienced prayer or whether you've never prayed before in your life, I believe there are three things we can learn from this passage as we look ahead to this week of prayer and to the future. Firstly, don't let appearances deceive you. These bones were very dead. They, they couldn't be much more dead. They were as dead as dead could be. But their original design was to be full of life. And God says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? Now, common sense surely would kick in and and say, absolutely not. But God plants this seed of hope with this question in Ezekiel's mind. 
What are the situations in your life or that you see in the world around you where, humanly speaking, you would say there is no hope for it? And yet you can't help wondering, but what if? Is hope stirring within you for someone or something? Do you feel your faith rising for what might just be possible? Well, that might be God prompting you, saying, will these bones live? In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I love that verse. As our faith rises, the things we hope for begin to take on a form, a substance. And this week, I know I'm going to particularly be praying for the women we're going to meet through Vista, because I can feel in my gut that something good is going to come for them. And I'm sure that is God saying to me, are these bones going to live? And that question is making my faith rise because the exploitation these women are experiencing is not what they were created for. I'm going to be praying for men and women and children who've been um, impacted by the rise in domestic abuse because I believe there is a brighter future for them. That is not what they were created for. And I don't know how that is going to happen practically, but I'm going to start by some simple prayers this week. And these situations might be different to the ones that you feel hope and faith rising for. And that is really good news because there are a lot of things, a lot of people we can be praying for this week. Secondly, be persistent. In this vision, Ezekiel had to speak to the bones three times before they were in their final form, before they were complete. And sometimes restoration takes patience and perseverance and time. And although the passage doesn't say it, I assume that when the bones came back together, they came back together in their proper order. They weren't in some kind of weird combination. Because when God restores, he does it in the right way, in the right time. But we may not see the fruits of our prayers, either because the the results happen behind closed doors or, or, or we're just not around to see it. And Ezekiel himself wouldn't have seen the fruits of, of, the, of his vision because um, the Israelites returning to, to Jerusalem didn't happen until 35 years after Ezekiel's death. But he still played a part in that. When we feel inspired by God to pray in faith, when we speak life into hopeless situations, we can have hope that something is going to happen, that something is going to shift, even if we don't see it even if it doesn't happen as we imagined it, because God is faithful to his promises. And thirdly and finally, we can remember it's about God and not us. Whilst we might be the ones who do the praying, it's God that does the transforming. Whilst it was Ezekiel that spoke to the bones, it was the power of God that brought them to life. We don't need to screw our eyes up extra tight and get all stressed and pray long, complicated prayers as if the result depends on us. We can just come before God with a simple prayer, knowing that it's him that's going to do the clever stuff, knowing that he will fill in the gaps in our prayers. He just wants us to join in because we have this enormous privilege of paying a tiny part in the transformations we want to see. But the vision he gives us of something better might inspire us to action that goes beyond prayer.
We may find that in the end, just praying isn't enough for us, that we, that we want to go in, that we want to get involved in practical ways with the things we have a passion to see restoration in. Sometimes, like Ezekiel, we need to stand in amongst those dry bones. We need to be close to them. We need to sit with the people who are hurting. We need to listen to them. But all the time, it's not about us. It's all about God. We are just the carriers of the hope that he gives us. And so this week, as you book into your hour slot, I encourage you to enjoy it, to have fun, to make the most of it, and to know that you are making a difference. I believe it's the role of the church to be the hope bringers and to speak life over the things that seem hopeless in the world. And the reason for that is because as a church, we can have a hope that goes outside all human circumstances, a hope that doesn't make sense quite a lot of the time. And that's because through Jesus dying on the cross, we live every single day in the light of death to life, of that restoration, of that resurrection. And I believe it's our role to speak life into those situations of death, not, just, not because we have the practical answers, but because we know the God who does. I wonder, are there situations around you that you know of that feel like hopeless, lifeless bones? But do you feel hope rising within you, an expectation, an excitement? Do you feel like God is asking you, are these bones going to live? I know there have been times and situations in my life when I have exhausted all of my human capabilities, all of my human solutions, all of my options, and then admit that all I have left to do is to pray. And in the end, I wish I'd done that first, because what I find is at the end of my human capability, I find the power of God. I'm going to close with the the final amazing verse from this passage before we spend a short time praying. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Let's speak life this week. Let's prophesy this week to those situations in our lives and in the world around us that they will live and that they will live through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're just going to spend a little moment now um, before we close praying. And it might just be um, wherever you are, you'd like to maybe close your eyes um, just to cut off those distractions around you. And just bring to mind those things that seem hopeless to you. They might be in your own life, might be in your own home, might be um, in the world around you, might be something in society, might be something locally or far away. But can be sure that if something's coming to your mind now, it's something that God is inspiring you to pray for like Louise said don't pray your good ideas pray God's good ideas and just as you bring them to your mind speak life over them and you you won't have the answers more than likely you won't know 
how the bones of that situation are going to come back together. But you can be sure that they will in God's time and in the right way. So we just pray, come Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. It's through your spirit and not by our own strength that you bring these bones back to life. And Lord, these things that um, we all have coming to our minds now, God, we speak life over them. Pray that your breath will fill them. Thank you, Lord. And just pray that you will inspire us this week, equip us as we pray. And pray that as we look back in the future, we know that this is a significant time when the church came together to speak life and hope into the world.